Hello, all of my beautiful Positive Spark Plug listeners. I have a question for you. Have you ever felt empty, drained, disconnected from yourself and your life? Well, if you have, I have something for you. And I'm so pumped to be able to deliver this. This is something that I have worked passionately on and I have put a lot of time, effort and energy into and I cannot wait for it to get out there and be a part of the world. And this is my eight week mastermind course on becoming self full to self flowing. Within this course, we're going to build ourselves up in a way that we learn how to keep what is in our cup for ourselves and that what flows out of our cup is for us to give, share, and serve others. This is a very in-depth, intensive, exciting, community-building, eight-week mastermind, and I'm so fired up for it to be out into the world. If you are interested, please message me on either of the socials if you are connected with me which i hope you are my socials are at spark plug wellness for instagram and candace axford for facebook also if you're wanting to email me it's axford c at hotmail.ca axford c at hotmail.ca i hope to see you guys in the course. The first ever course starts September 6th. Registrations are on now. It's Positive Spark Plug time and I'm your host Candace and I am so pumped because it is part two of Joseph Savedi's episode and while we dive right in to him taking us back to his basketball days and how certain scenarios and certain words said caused him to take a deep reflection within himself and how he has utilized that to help himself with the day-to-day life situations that he goes through now we talk about all of the amazing things that he has built within his branding and his fitness business. He has come so far that he truly is a man of resilience. And because of that, we talk resiliency. We talk about what he has done to overcome past life adversities, past circumstances, and how he has bounced back, how he has come back stronger. He also shares how he has turned this life experience into something that he utilizes and shares with others so that they can be resilient too. I'm so pumped for you guys to hear this last part of the podcast. Now remember, it is a giveaway. So in part one, what I wanted you guys to listen into was where did Joseph and I meet? If you have that answer, DM me and you get one point. And every point is one name going in the draw. So you can get your name put into the draw for the Get Your Mind Right book by Todd Durkin four times. So how you get your points is you tag Joseph and I in social media showing us that you're listening to the podcast episode. 
that's one point. You can get two points by listening to the first episode and DMing either Joseph or me where we met. And in this last episode, Joseph shares his signing off statement for his own Mindfully Resilient podcast. And I want you to DM me or him what his sign-off is for his podcast. And those are two points each. So one point and one point. So there's two points. And then your your tag of your picture is one point. And then share this with a friend and you get another point. That's four points total. Your name goes in the draw four times to win Todd Durkin's Get Your Mind Right book. I'm so pumped. I cannot wait to give this giveaway. It's my first ever giveaway on the podcast. And I'm happy that Joseph is the one that I got to do it with. So get ready, dive into part two, and get excited and become more resilient. Basketball uh, example I said I was going to come back to? Yeah. Well, I was I was captain of my basketball team. Out of the five years of high school, I was on the team for five years and were different yeah. levels. My, my rookie year, I wasn't captain, but Following that, I was captain throughout all the years, throughout wow. all the years. And, you know, I was leading scorer, but I was more helping my team win. I was, I wasn't always looking for the points and I was, you know, telling them, okay, we're going to do this play or we're going to, you know, it's encouraging them. And I think that's where it stemmed. And I always, you know, thinking back now, like that's what I always wanted to do. But just to go and come back to this, when you go through a layoff, a breakup, bounce back. I mean, there's a song by Godsmack, rock, the heavy metal band Godsmack, uh, when legends rise. You know, the chorus goes, when ashes fall, the legends rise. But in the bridge, the breakdown, this is what I love. In the bridge, he says, are you going to do something about it or just stand there and bleed? <laughs> so when you do that, you get that mindset, no, I'm going to do something about it. So what did I do? I started bit by, and it takes small steps. It doesn't happen overnight. It's small yep. steps. Two and a half years later, two and yep. a half, this is two and a half years in the making here. I started off building up my one-on-one client base, having people come to my house where I go to them, then build my class, take an extra certification, 20, uh, I, um, go for my certified master coach practitioner. Of course, because it was part of the healthy and wealthy and wise coaching program, which I was a part of briefly for that year. Yep. And then, you know, made the connections, networked. Every time I was at a conference, got to know people. Being a social media volunteer, I took pictures. I say, hey, can I, can I have your email address? I could send them to you. And that's how I connected with them. That's how I connected with Eric, the trainer. I connected with Todd Durkin, with Ken. Obviously, Ken, I knew him since, knew him since 2013. But yeah. I even called up people I needed help from. You know, I called up Ken. I called up Stephanie. Let them know what was happening to me when I got laid off. And they helped me, um, you know, to the point where right now, look, I, I'm I'm working alongside Ken on Project Hope right now, uh, yes. and you know, doing uh, and in doing these things and helping him, you know, like uh, uh, during the the webinars, and um, and then I met up, you know, contacted Todd, followed him, and look, and look, look, I just I want <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to have been part of his book launch team. Yeah, had a podcast interview with him, and it was yes. a conversation. It wasn't an interview; it was a conversation. For those of you who are curious, check it out. I mean, like it's just, it's, it was fun. It was fun. Oh yeah. And, and now I have four classes a week. I had speaking engagements last year. I was asked to speak for this nonprofit called Parents Unite. It's a small group that started on Facebook. 
uh, the support in this mental health initiatives. And I'm a big supporter of mental health. Yeah. And I um, help them out. Um, and then uh, as part of my deal with them, you know, I, I could, you know, for getting for me to get be promoted, I offer services and stuff like for auction and whatnot. But then there was opportunities for like speaking engagements. I started speaking with them. I had uh, my first speaking engagement last year, which was called mindfully resilient. How can nice. you have mindfulness and resilience? How can how does mindfulness and resilience impact your day to day fitness? And there and later and to further expand that your life. And yes. then I, I was hired, my first paid speaking engagement last summer for a dental company. This person this uh, who uh, was a member at Orange Theory Fitness, she was a member there and she liked how I coached at the end. So for those of you who are familiar with Orange Theory Fitness, it's a uh, you know, it's a high intensity program. Great work, you know, good workout. You can get a great workout out of there. But during the stretching, I added my own flair of mindset coaching and life coaching and she liked the way i spoke and engaged the members and you know by the way my stay at orange street fitness only lasted six months um that's a story for another time but it i connected with people and so she contacted me asked me if i would speak at her team building event and i did and i got paid for it which was amazing and then yeah and then, you know doing all these things now a keynote speaker at, uh, uh, for Project Hope Academy twice on two occasions, sharing my story, which is considered as a conference. And I even applied to present at this year's conference late last year. Oh, no, not late. Uh, yeah, late last year. Yeah. I applied, uh, where's it? Or February. I forget. It was February. Around that time, I applied <laughs> to present this year. I'm losing track of time. This is what happens when self, social, uh, physical distancing and self isolation, uh, all this stuff, you lose oh, track yeah. of time. But, I applied, but I didn't get accepted. I didn't get accepted. This was in March, actually. I didn't get accepted. But what was the best thing is that on my first speaking engagement, and Ken even gave me feedback, and I was like, he was like stunned. I floored him. You know, not to, I don't know, just to pat my shoulder a little bit, <laughs> pat myself on the back. But Maureen Hagen, VP of Campit Pro, was there on the call. You imagine, I'm presenting in front of 60 or maybe 100 people, and she was on that call. Wow. Imagine that step. And so... You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, that are happening. And then, and, uh, you know, over time, it just, but it just happens. You create every little thing you do. So if you're worried, you know, you got to do all these things piecemeal. Take your time and be, how would I say it? Trust the, the divine or universal process. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a person of faith. Just understand yep. that there's something, whatever is happening is for a reason in your life. When yeah. you have that mindset, you're like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. You know, being laid off, you know, in the moment, you're like, oh, wow, what the hell just happened? But then yep. it's a, the, look what happened. It just un, it unplugged everything. Yeah. And, and so that's where it's just the journey is so beautiful. Like, I don't know what the question, I think the thing back, you asked me about leadership. <laughs> Yes, you were. Ta you were talking about um, the the Todd Durkin experience oh, yes. and his leadership yes. and uh, how he like inspired you when you when you reached out to him at that conference and have you guys been connected since? Um, oh gosh, I love yeah, that. No, I can go off on a I can go off on a tangent here, but like, but that's but to show you from that point, that point was the spark. Yes, that unleashed it all. Yes. Yes, yes. And honestly, Joseph, um, 
even just in this short period of time, and I want to get talking about all that you have really done just shortly before COVID and then really since like COVID has happened. Um, I want to say, um, you, you mentioned a mask before, like having different masks and, uh, to sometimes feel like you need to belong. Well, I want to, um, say that I have noticed, um, if you want to put it in this phrase, um, since you have taken off your mask of trying to feel like you need to belong and just really allowing um, yourself to just be seen as Joseph, um, you have exploded, my friend. And uh, it's really, it's really expired. It's really inspiring to see. And I'm cheering you on. So like, so loudly over here and you have my support and I can't uh can't wait to see all that you um are going to do with like your podcast your business your website um so speaking of all that um what are some of the things that you have done and uh to create such a big journey shift because you have had a huge shift within your journey from being you know anxiety driven having depression to really thriving and, and having resilience and i want to talk about that because that's what you that's really what you resemble um if that if i was mm -hmm. to choose one word for you um is definitely resilience and you have a great uh explanation for that um and i feel that that really has defined your journey yeah wow well that, that's first of all like Thank you very much. I mean, it means a lot, you know, it means a lot from you. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been challenging over time. It's like depression never leaves. Yeah. You know, PTSD doesn't leave. Yeah. Um, but it's how we work with it. Yes. When, and when it comes to resilience, it's how we get up. Um, you know, we get put down. Resilience is about, you know, bouncing forward you know we could say bouncing back but it's bouncing forward when we in the face of adversity um and by the way if i talk about resilience uh you might hear me quote a bit of sergeant ken because that's where my teachings come from that's how that's yep. how i learned about resilience and um i want to say this i want to say this we are the sum of all experiences good or not so good that define who we are and you know, we're going to have challenges in life, but that's how we grow. Yes. I, um, there are moments where, you know, I, I do, and I look back and a lot has happened and especially in the COVID-19, uh, pandemic, you know, we're mid July right now. It's what, almost five months yeah, or four months, we'll say that this has been happening and a lot of people had to pivot. And I'm just going to move in a little bit into uh, into this because once again we were put everybody. It's not just a layoff. Not everybody. A lot of people were laid off, but yeah. a lot of businesses were shaken up. A lot of fitness coaches had to figure something out. Had to scramble. A lot of them pivoted, created that online presence, but a lot of them didn't know what to do because you have some people who are not tech savvy necessarily. Yeah. And they either learned hard or had to go into like, you know, a resourceful or had to seek other options of employment wherever possible. Yeah. 
And also, there's the other option, unfortunately, where, how would I say it? Emotions got the better of them. And it's sad to say, and I've seen it happen. We've all seen it. Yep. It's, once again, what are you going to do about it? My purpose is, I always remind myself, why am I doing something? It's for my children. It's for my wife. It's for me. How am I going to set the example for are people watching me? How am I going to set the example? That's, you know, my why, it, it, it fluctuates a little bit, but it always remains in that role model realm, role model theme. So if you, Candace, are watching my YouTube video or an Instagram post, how am I inspiring you? How am I impacting you? I, you know, want to make sure that I'm helping you. Yes. And if I remember that, if I remind myself that, then I'm able to bounce forward. And resilience for me, and like I always talk about resilience, mindfully resilient podcast. Mindfulness has huge, played a huge role, you know, since I discovered Headspace. Um, funny story how I discovered Headspace. It was through Nike Run Club. I got an Apple Watch. I got an Apple Watch two and a half years ago. I decided it was a Nike edition watch with a Nike Run Club app. Started running. And it had a guided, has guided runs where they coach you. And one of them was Headspace theme with the founder, co-founder of Headspace, Andy Puttycomb. That's how I discovered the app. That's how I discovered mindfulness. There's a song in a playlist that I remember when I'm my first, one of my first runs, I cry sometimes when I listen to it because the, for me, I have music. I'm connected to music. I connected through yeah. music. So I communicate through that. And, and if I feel the notes, I can get emotional because it's the way I was feeling on that run at 630 in the morning, sun rising. I was living near farmlands and running down and all you, you just had this music and this calm breath and your mindful feeling the stride in your step, you know, feeling the impact of your foot hitting the ground and, and, and just the breath and the wind against you. That's mindfulness. That's being present. So being, you know, having that mindfulness and then combining with resilience, helping you because I find that you need mindfulness. We need to work on our mindfulness in order to be resilient because yes. how else would we recognize our emotions? Yep. How else would we recognize that we are angry, that we are sad, that we are happy? Yes. It's good to recognize that you're happy. Oh, I'm happy. What is that all about? Yep. Or yep. what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for today? I'm going to ask you this. What is one thing you are grateful for today, big or small? That put a, Something that put a smile on your face. That's what I'll ask you. Ask you, the listeners, right now as well. As you're listening to this, what is one thing that you can say thank you for? That you say thank you to the opportunity you have been given to make someone else smile. Yes. Recognize that. So that's just how my journey in resilience, you know, it just, it, that has become an overarching theme in my life right now. Yes. COVID-19, hey, I said, okay, I'm a, once again, here's that quote. Um, are you going to do something about it or just stand there and bleed? Converted everybody online. I had some one-on-ones. I didn't one-on-ones that decided not to do online. Yeah. Created my online class. I actually did some free online classes on Facebook Live and Instagram Live for a little bit. But then I started charging it, getting my people, getting the people coming back. Yeah. 
took the time to create my website, took the time to start working on a uh, on a coaching program, a mastermind coaching program, which is pain, painfully long right now to work on. It's become more than a ma- more of a ma- more than a mastermind, but like half mastermind, half course, because you have a, a course pack. The way I'm creating it right now. Um, but a lot of things are happening and opportunities with Project Hope as well. And yes. I'm not going to spoil some things or some things coming up down the road, hopefully. Uh, but, um, a lot, a lot of awesome stuff. So, you know, when you think about that, isn't that worth it? Isn't that having that satisfaction, that fulfillment of whatever it is you accomplished to look back? It's like, wow, I did that. Isn't that worth the delayed gratification? I think another thing, delayed gratification, we look for that instant result. That's why a lot of people were like rushing, rushing, rushing and uh, uh, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic to pivot or um, or start charging or do this, or do that. Or even like today, you know, like any day, even without a pandemic, we always seek that instant gratification. We're not happy yeah. if we do not get results. We're not happy if we don't see a six pack, yeah, six pack abs. And I'm like, guess what? It takes time. It takes what do you mean? I just did one crunch. I don't get six pack. You get one crunch and I give you a six pack of beer. Yes, maybe. But what I love <laughs> is that I, I've had, I've had some clients in the past go up to me. It's like, you know what? A workout's not a workout if I don't feel it. And how do we get these abs? I'm like, do you know that seeing me twice a week for an hour and not taking my coaching suggestions, even if I prompt them the next day, texting them, and yep. prompting them, okay, drink more water or make sure what you're eating. Call me. I say it's an open door policy. Call me if you need help with food. Yeah. Some guidance. You know, if you don't, if you still eat like, like poop. Okay. I don't yep. know if this is a explicit rating. I just got to make sure I got to censor that. <laughs> uh, you like, you know, if you eat horribly or you yes. don't go to sleep at a proper time, don't get that yes. rest or focus on your mindset. You know, you're not going to get those abs. And in order to get those abs and Jeremy Scott, uh, Jeremy Scott Fitness, he says it's like, you don't want to do what I do because this guy's ripped. And he says, you don't want to do what I do because of the effort, the amount of time you have to put into your fitness. It's not working out five hours a day, but it's being meticulous in everything you put into your body and sleeping and your daily habits. And I think, you know, right now, like, uh, it's, it's hard. You can't do that. You want to lose yeah. the 20 pounds? Start working out and you'll see it will happen. Keep on focus. Focus on now. Focus on the yeah. first step and celebrate each win. And that's how you move forward. Because yeah. if you're waiting for that big win, guess what? It's, it's going to be a long time before you see anything. Yeah. You know, you only see results only a month later. Or, and I, I hate talking about results because, you know, when it comes to fitness, um, one of the things when we talk, uh, a lot of coaches out there or trainers say, uh, I have proven results. No, you don't. You don't have results. The results is how you make that person feel. And it's, we've got to stop driving away from results driven because if we're still focusing on results, what's going to happen after when you have a client all of a sudden that has a six pack abs? There you go. Are they going to continue or say, Oh, thank you. I got my abs. Okay. I don't need you anymore. No, it's the journey. The, you as a coach, are with that person on their journey. Journey, yes. Okay, with the experience. And look for the experience rather than the end result, then rather than the outcome. And then, you know, and then coming back to delay gratification, when you see yourself in a mirror, it's like, oh, wow, I look nice. So what, what's next for me? What's next? Stephanie, remind, Stephanie Weicker, remind me, ask yourself the next this question. What's the next big thing? 
What's the next thing? What's the next small step? Yep. You know, one small step forward, one pant leg at a time, one sleeve at a time. Yes. And be grateful for all of those steps. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, there's some things where I'm like, you know, when as a coach, you see as a coach, you're like, I want the sponsorship. I want this. I want that. I want this. You just do, you know, what's funny. I mean, you have, I'm going to share a little story. I'm going to share a little yeah. story with you. I had a, a certain supplements company that um, approached me a few months ago, a couple of months ago during the pandemic. And you know, the supplements company, uh, they sponsor one of our favorite people. Um, oh. Okay. You may have gotten a swag bag from them. Um, so they approached me and asked me for a bunch of things like, well, what's your website? What's this? What do you do? And, and so I was like, and I was always looking for that, you know, it'd be cool. Like get that name out there, but I'm not pushing myself on social media just for the sake of pushing myself. I want to make sure my message is clear and, yes. and inspirational. And then, they, and so actually it was them that prompt. I wanted to do a website for a long time, but it's because of them. I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start doing my website, you know, and it's a great, it's a great uh, means of communicating what I do. Yes. And they asked me to continue tagging them because I tagged them in a few posts because I was posting the other person and sharing. I don't want to give it away just yet because nothing is concrete, right? I got a message this week. I made, you know, they keep on commenting and they're like saying, uh, keep it up. And we're looking forward to featuring you in August. <sighs> Yay! So imagine that at time, and I was like, "Wow, that feels great." Now, is my ego talking? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm not letting it consume me. Yep. And the things are happening, the speaking engagements, and everything. It's like each little small step you do, it will create that. You'll push you down further. You know, keep that momentum. Yeah. So that speaking engagements too with Project Hope. So. <laughs> You know, so to take it back down, back to what we were talking about, resilience. Yes. Is when you fall down, get back up because you're going to take more steps. Yeah, you fall down on your butt, which is like two steps back or whatever it is, but yep. you're going to take five steps forward, ten steps forward, and through falling down, that's how you're going to learn to get up faster. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I have just a couple more questions for you. Um, I want to talk about uh, wholeheartedness or, or fullheartedness because um, I find that that really also with uh, resilience is something that I, I feel within you all the time um, in all that you are doing. Um, how do you um how do you allow yourself to to really bring your whole heart into into something that you're doing and what is wholeheartedness to you and how do you uh how do you allow others to feel that within themselves as well mm. <laughs> wholeheartedness uh i was having this conversation with uh my next guest uh uh, my podcast, but, uh, you know, being wholehearted, it was actually a very hard in the beginning, even when I started coaching with Stephanie and she asked me to be wholehearted in our conversations. She asked me, you're going to be, you must be wholehearted in order for us to continue. I said, sure. And it was the hardest thing to do because what are people going to think of you? 
Yeah. While we're, you know, and that's the thing. It's like always based. I think we live in a world and we continue. We lived in a world. We continue to live in a world worrying about what the other person's going to think of us. Yeah. And I think a lot of our decisions are based on that, unfortunately. And there's some things that we miss out in life because of that. So, you know, being wholehearted is just being able to do something and trust that the people who are meant to be in your life will stay there, will remain there. I've, you know, I have close friends where I'm able to to share some things. You know, it is hard. It is, it is hard. I think being wholehearted is like ripping off a Band-Aid or that anticipation of ripping off a Band-Aid. Yes. Where you're like doing it slowly, but you're not sure. You put it back and you're not sure. You know, I, I, you know, I was raised in a way where in a, in a community where it's like, okay, don't, don't, don't let them see you like that. Where it's all based on perception where like there, you're, there was like a fear of judgment because of what you were doing something. But even if it wasn't what you were doing, yeah. how would people perceive you still? Yes. Um, you know, obviously I'm not going to go on social media and start posting pictures or videos of me crying and, and screaming because you know what? I think social media is a conduit, is a means, is a tool to spread words of encouragement, support. Yes. Doing a podcast. Um, you won't necessarily, I won't complain on a podcast. On my podcast, it's about how can I help you? Yep. Can my story help you? Now, the only time it may, it may not say mine, it's not complaining. It's explaining my story, explaining my story. So, you know, they're talking about depression. I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not yep. afraid. You know, I worked at a company uh, that supported was actually the 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 catalyst, the founder of Let's Talk Day, and I was part of uh, you know their events and I started sharing my story a bit slowly. It takes time. It's not easy being wholehearted. It's not easy being honest. And I think at the end of the day as well, you got to be honest with yourself. When you ask yourself, if you're going to do something, you got to ask yourself. First, one question. Yep. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And I usually ask the question, why? Why evokes emotion? Um, as told, as taught by uh, by Sergeant Ken. But if you can figure out why you're doing this and the reasons seem legit, it's not because somebody else is doing it. Why are you doing an IG live video? Is yes. it because your fellow personal trainer, your colleague in the industry is doing that? Your fellow coach? You feel like you got to catch up to them? Is it FOMO? Is it fear of missing out? You know, are you doing that because of that or those reasons? Then I would consider reevaluating you undertaking this. Are you, you know, are you, do you, I don't know. Are you doing a keto diet because somebody else did it? Why are you doing this diet? You know, people are going to lose weight, but like why? Because each diet, each nutritional program is has a purpose, has a reason. And I think a lot of people, like just to segue, let's go a little bit on a side note, is that a lot of people embark on these nutritional regimens because a celebrity did it, because yeah. they saw somebody else do it, and it worked for them. But I know some people on a certain di on certain diets, and it's not working for them because they're not exercising. It doesn't help much. Yeah. And I think, you know, talk to a nutritionist, talk to a holistic nutritionist, a dietitian. You know, uh, my wife Suzanne's a holistic nutritionist. Trisha Silverman's a registered dietitian. Talk to them. Go talk to your doctor. You know, have some information to build 
something, you know, to create something knowledgeable, uh, and to make a decision. Yeah. What you should do. Anyway, to take a step back to that. So if you're honest with yourself, why am I doing that? Oh, it's because that was well, in that case, you know, don't do it. Or are you powerlifting because that person will talk doing it on social media? Yeah. Now be wholehearted with yourself. You know, I think when we get into a funk or we start getting mad at somebody, you know how, you know, you know, it's, it's hard to get out of, um, get out of a funk. Get out when you're angry. You know, you know, ever been angry at somebody, Candace? And it just lasts longer than you want it to be. It lasts, you know, it lasts like you yeah. marinate in it. Yeah. And you don't know why until you yeah. really open yourself up to figuring that out. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people hold on to an anger or an emotion for so long because they can't, they're, they're afraid to be wholehearted with themselves to face the truth that they, that maybe it's something that's silly, that's trivial, that shouldn't require so much attention. Yet they gave it. Right. It's like, and I find also with that, it's something that they can control. Like they, I can control how angry I get or how much energy I put into that anger. Instead of when you release it, that unknown of what that feeling might be or that energy that might disconnect. If you all, especially if you're, um, if you're not in contact with that person, having anger or sometimes not being able to forgive is due to the fact that that's the still that's the one thing that's still attaching you to that situation or to that person. Yeah. So you the fear of what it might feel like, even though it's a good feeling, um, might hold you off from from being wholehearted in in releasing those emotions because you don't know what it's supposed to feel like to have that um, apology or that forgiveness within yourself and for the other person. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, it's it. You know, it's, uh, uh, there's someone close to me in my life. Um, I haven't spoken to, I was, uh, I was on, I wasn't on speaking terms for two years and this person is a close member of the family and a lot of things happened, but then, there was an opportunity to rebuild that relationship. Yeah, I could have said no, no, but no. I took yep. those two years to build myself. And then by, by when we reconnected, they were like, wow, like it was great. You have changed a lot. I'm like, yeah, because I saw an opportunity for it to grow within myself. And, yeah. um, and you know, and, and yeah, I could have said no. You know, you know, there's some people who will never approach them because they felt hurt. That was three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. I'm like, you know what? The circumstances then, circumstances are different now. Talk yes. to them, open up, find out why. I think a lot of people are afraid to talk, and that's where the whole hardness comes in. Is that they're afraid to ask the hard questions. They yes. want it easy. They were afraid to be shut down or turned down. You know, I'm gonna. You know, I told one of my good friends. He said something to me. Um, he said something to me once in a text. And here's a perfect example. I even told him. I even told him the story. I shared this with him. You know, this is being wholehearted. He sends me a text. This is on a day I was already feeling down on myself. I mean, this is a couple, this is a month and a half ago. I was already feeling down on myself. I, I, you know, my classes, I have low numbers. And, you know, I have five people right now in my classes, which is great. Um, I would love to get more because it's online. Uh, but yep. it's just timing because I'm one person. I can't do multiple class times a day. And he sends me a text and he's like, you know, you've changed. I just want to let you know that you've changed. And I'm like, in my head on this text, I'm like, WTF? 
what yeah. what is he talking about like and and i tell Su- susie i'm like well see this text but then you know i was building up these negative scenarios in my head like oh well, what is he talking about what? rather than taking out stepping out of perspective and waiting it's like don't jump into the pool yet just wait a little bit and then he sends me this long text explaining how much i approve in a positive way how my language has changed how my energy is different and i'm like Oh, okay. And I shared that story with him on how I felt. Yep. You know, and I said, look, dude, (laughs) the way you opened it up, it made me feel like sugar, honey, ice, and tea. Yeah. Worse, you know, like even worse than I was feeling. Yeah. And I explained to him, I explained to him the situation, you know, because he would tell me things like, hey, you should do it this way, you should do this. I'm like, fine. But you know how sometimes when you can't, there's a point where you accept feedback. You accept feedback, but there's a point where it's like, hey, I'm at my quota right now. Stop. Yep. But I would get this. So it's an, it's enough. So I thought, like, oh, no, no. What else? And I I enjoy feedback. But at one point, when you're feeling down, it's so hard to say, hey, slow. You know, you got to slow down. Yeah. But then I explained to him. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people have been like, no, you did this. You said this to me. You know, a lot of friendships have been broken over that. Yes. Brene Brown talks about, I like how you, like you, you started off with explaining like how it made you feel. You weren't just like, you did this to me. It was something you, you allowed him to understand how you interpret it instead of just blaming him on purpose. Because yeah, it's through a text and sometimes you don't know the, the message, but even, even when you're in a, in a conversation with somebody, or or somebody's action body language does something to you. Brene Brown um, shared a story in her one book, um, Braving the Wilderness, about her and her husband swimming the lake at the cottage on a getaway and how she called out to him, um, love you, and he didn't respond back. And so in her mind, she played this like huge story that like he didn't love her anymore, that he was probably thinking she's a slow swimmer why she used to be a professional swimmer why is she swimming so slow um like she looks horrible in that bathing suit i don't want to be swimming beside Mm -hmm. her like all of these things of yeah i don't really want to spend this quality time with her she's forcing me to do these workouts these like exercise times and it wasn't until the next day she festered in this and it wasn't until the next day where she kind of like said to him hey, do you, like, not love me or not enjoying these, like, these these times together? Because, like, I said I love you yesterday, and you didn't say anything back, and I was really feeling connected to you, and that just kind of disconnected, like, disconnected me from you. And he said, oh, Brene, is that really what's been going on? Because he obviously had felt something different. And he told her, he said, I heard something. I didn't really know it was you. I didn't know if it was something else. But in that present moment, I started to have an, a panic attack because the night before, I had a dream that me and all the kids were out swimming and a boat was coming by, like driving towards us, and it wasn't seeing us. So I had to grab the kids and pull them down as far as I can for the boat to go over us. And I started thinking that while swimming. And so I started having a attack so I started just constantly swimming I was just focusing on getting across the lake mm-hmm. I heard something but I didn't know if it was you or what it was I was just panicking well 
she then, from that moment on, they started talking about how when something like that comes up, they will announce it as, so the story I'm telling myself is da 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 da. Can you confirm that or can you help me rewrite it? And she says that has flourished their relationship even years and years afterwards because even though they're coming with a sense of anger and their tone might sound angry, they're able to focus it and, and center it around this is just I'm expressing it in this manner, but I'm wanting you to help me correct it if it's wrong, because it's only the story I'm telling myself. And I know it can be wrong. I'm expressing it maybe in an angry tone, but that's where you come in to help me adjust that. Because like you said, it is important to express our emotions, to feel them, but in a responsible, responsive way, not a reaction. No, it's it. And I remember, actually, I remember that story from her Netflix special. I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, But uh, yeah, no, it's true. Like, you, you don't know what's going through someone's mind. I think it's shifting perspective. Um, uh, It's like one of my, uh, like, as well, like I presented this as well, the resilience readiness or resilience defense uh, protocol, um, where it's one of them is shift perspective. Yeah. Okay. When you have somebody uh, targeting you or doing something, you know, just change the narrative. And I think yeah. we kind of assume that the easiest narrative is the one that's against us, the one that's uh, we are the problem or we did something wrong or, yep. or, 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 you know, so, you know, like, for example, you know, you're driving down a highway and someone honks at you. Okay. You're about 10 over the speed limit, 10 cl- clicks over the speed limit. Yep. And then all of a sudden somebody honks at you. It has nothing to do with you. They have a problem. It's the problem is with them. It's not with you. You know, they're just like using you as an outlet. Okay, I didn't do anything wrong. Move on. I think we was just responding to those events. That's what creates the problem. So if we can recognize the narrative and say, okay, this is what's happening. Maybe, you know, or he's speeding, weaving through traffic. Maybe he is a nutcase. Or maybe that person is in a rush to get to the hospital because we don't see the the pregnant wife in the car yep. going through labor right now. Yeah. Or, I mean, trust me, I was like that, you know, going <laughs> down the highway, you know, at 3, at 3 p.m. on the afternoon on one of the Toronto's busiest highways. Um, oh, wow. Went in a hospital. And, you know, I think that's where we kind of like happened and going back to wholeheartedness, we got to understand, okay, what's going on here? Um, you know, with the thing where, um, like, where that where I told you about where my boss got mad at me. Yep. And maybe panic for four days. Well, it was his problem because I think he realized that, like, oh, we didn't do that. So he got mad at himself for forgetting to give something to them. And, and the, he was thinking about his world and how it yep. was perceived. And so it has nothing to do with me. I did nothing wrong. I mean, obviously, there's some things don't go. And by the way, listeners, do not go out and do something and say, hey, it's not my problem. No. And we're just saying is that someone's targeting you, affecting, uh, targeting your values, the way yes. you feel, your emotions, your character. It's most likely they have a problem within themselves that they haven't worked out, uh, worked on yet. And then they need to work it out. And, you know, and I, I think that's with anything, you know, when it comes to resilience, when it comes to wholeheartedness, be, you know, I think a lot of times when you can grow, when if you release that, if you change your perspective. So I'm talking right now, I'm giving my answers, but like, how am I giving the answer? I'm giving the answer the way I want to give it. 
yeah. you know, like in this conversation, how I want to talk. It's, 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 you know, if there's something I said that made someone cry, mad or angry, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, what, you know, I'm saying what I say, you know, like, I'm not going to focus on that. It's something that's invoking within them, right? Yeah. So we all have to, we all have to take responsibility and understanding that, when either somebody is doing, when somebody is doing something, it has nothing to do with us and except for what's resonating within us. But it's not their actions, their words. It's what, what's within us that is either making it a defense mechanism, making us defensive, making us respond to it, react to it. That is what we need to take in control of. That is, that is our, that's our responsibility. That's ours to own. Understanding that their actions, their words, their specific actions and words are only um, the byproduct of what's already inside us and vice versa. When we say something, we can't, we can't incorporate how somebody else is going to perceive it. We can, we are, we have to do our best to live within our own, our, our own honesty, our own truth, our own wholeheartedness. And we hope that it connects in a positive, healthy manner. But if something resonates where it's uncomfortable or, or hurt or hurting you, it's not that you meant to say it that, like meant to do that. That's where it comes into them is what, what might be already inside you that's making that resonate, that feeling within. No one can make someone feel something unless they give permission to it. Yeah, no, and it's obviously like I just to clarify as well for listeners. I mean, um, when someone talks to you, I'm just talking about where if someone talks to you, and I like I talk to somebody, yes, and I look, I gauge their expression. I'm like, oh, that hit something wrong. I like, I'm gonna ask. I'm not gonna say this is my problem. I you still got to be aware of what you say. You still yes. got to you still got to have tact. Yes. I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm going on the podcast. I'm going or having a coffee with a friend. I'm just going to talk whatever, regardless of, you know, be mindful of the other yeah. person's emotions. Be yes. mindful of what you're saying and how it would affect the person. Have some tact, like I said. But if you see like, oh, did I say something um, wrong? You ask yourself that, like you gauge the expression of the person or you hear the tone of the voice. Did I say something wrong? You know, they may say, no, no, it's okay. And in, in 50% of the cases, it's, it's not okay. You know yeah. that people, because some people are not whole, you know, may not see it. But when someone affects says something to you, it's the same thing. They may have not realized how they said it. Yep. And we can't just go off with a grudge. Once again, being all hearted with ourselves. How did this affect our ego? But ask for clarity. Once again, in the re- resilience defense protocol, seek clarity. So you have seek clarity and then shift pers- uh, shift perspective and then seek clarity. Shift perspective is what you have control over in your narrative. In the narrative you're developing of the situation. Seek clarity is where you go deeper and ask the second party or the third party what's going on. What made you say that? I mean, I learned this from Rod McDonald, wonderful coach I had uh, for a while working for him. Great time. Um, a lot of great information. And he asked me, is, you know, there's some people who talk to me in a certain way. So I told him about it. And he asked said, well, he suggested that I ask them, what made you say it that way? Do you truly feel that way? Yes. You know, and so seek clarity with that. Um, so, yeah, once again, I'm just going to reiterate. 
speak, be wholehearted, but be mindful of what you say, of how you say it. Yeah. You know, and if, and, and, and if you try in all your effort to be mindful and have more awareness in your speech and what you say, and it still affects somebody negatively, take a step back and assess the situation and ask them, what did I just say? Uh, I'm sorry, or apologize. Be humble. Take it down a notch. And that's where you be wholehearted. That's where you're wholehearted with yourself, where you're, you're, you're truthful to yourself and say, okay, I may have said something wrong. Let's fix it. Yeah. Because forgiveness, you could say sorry. It's easy to say sorry, but it's how you're going to fix it. How are you going to make it better that yep. completes the forgiveness process? Yes, 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 yes. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. So I have um, one more question for you. Well, we went on. We went on for a while here. I like. <laughs> we I did, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I also want to. I'm going to surprise you with this because you gave me this idea, and I figured I haven't done it yet. Um, I still have it, and why not do it? Because well, we are both uh, mind right maniacs. He was a huge part of your inspiration, so I still have one extra book to give away so Ooh. i would like to uh give this book to one of our listeners um so once we um end this conversation you and i are going to discuss uh the episode and figure out what you would like me to add into the intro for our listeners to listen for in order to tag us in to win the book mm -hmm. how does that sound Oh, that sounds good, man. They're going to have to listen to a lot of great stuff. I mean, I hey, know. Um, you know, that's why I, I'm glad that I saved it for this because I knew there's going to be a lot of like really inspiring nuggets in there that people need to get a hold of. Um, but before we get to that, my final question for you is what is your perspective on positivity? Are you positive? You want to hear the positive answer? Oh, that was a bad dad joke. I am sorry, friends. <laughs> Listeners, I am so sorry. Uh, you know, I can't help the dad jokes. I can't help it. I can't. I love it. <laughs> uh, um, positivity. You know what? I, I think it just stems back from what we just said, this whole conversation. Um, where you look, you got to be truthful with yourself. And get your... Take yourself out of the victim mentality, the victim mindset. Put yourself in the hero mindset. Put yourself in a mindset where you are enough. You are great. You are achieving greatness. And, you know, it's easy for us to fall back and say, why me? Or, oh, that's not going to work. You know how I end my podcast? Candace, wow. you know, do you know how I end it? You know what I say? Say it. Live every day with joy, curiosity, and passion. Do everything you do in life with a smile, with joy, something that brings you happiness. Yeah, yeah. it may not be easy. A workout, you may not be smiling, but you'll feel great. It'll bring you joy afterwards. That time yeah. you spend, the moment you spend with your, your loved ones, your children, your brother, your sister, your parents, your whoever it is, your friends. Or you're doing a podcast or whatever. Put some joy into it. Smile. You're doing it because it puts a smile on your face. Yes. You know, curiosity. Be curious. Be curious in what you do. It's like, hmm, what can I do? You know, in terms of working out, maybe I'll add a extra five pounds. See how I feel. 
Maybe I'll go for an extra five minute walk or a 10 minute walk or go for a walk in period in the morning or after dinner. You know, experience that. Or maybe I'm going to call my friend and see what they're up to or ask them or call my friend or call this person and find out what's bothering them. You know, or, or that opportunity to, you know, any growth opportunity, be curious in that passion, put all your heart into it. Because if you don't put your heart into it, it's just empty and you're not going to have a drive. You're not going to feel a purpose. When you do it with passion, you're putting your heart, you're putting all your love, you're putting all your effort. That exercise, that superset where you're going to have a squat to clean followed by a burpee and then maybe some mountain climbers 40, 40 seconds or 20 seconds off. Yes, after three sets, you'll feel tired, but do it because do it, put passion in it. If you do it properly, you will go through it. You'll, you know, fly right through it. Go to, go to a conference with all your attention. Go to into a podcast. You know, go into a podcast as a guest or as a host with passion. Express that passion because that passion is contagious. Yeah. That curiosity is contagious. That joy is contagious. When I smile, you're smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I want your listeners to be smiling right now and showing some teeth. Yeah, there we go. I, I actually, I can, I can see them right now smiling and you're yeah. smiling too. Live with that. So once again, live every day with joy, curiosity and passion. I love that. That is amazing. Um, my, my final little thing for my guest is where a, can my listeners uh, listen to your amazing podcast and where can my listeners find you? So you can listen to me on the soapbox in downtown Toronto. Um, now, uh, so my podcast, the mindfully resilient podcast, the mindfully resilient podcast available on all major platforms. Uh, when I first signed up, I noticed there was more than just 10 <laughs> that were just available. There's a lot, there's a lot out there. Um, so look it up, uh, search on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, all, all the like on Anchor as well. Um, you could follow, you can check my website out at coachjoseph.com. That's Joseph with an F. So coachjosef.com and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Coach Papa Joseph. At Coach Papa Joseph. Why the Papa? Well, when I became a dad, I put Papa in there. And that's how I treat everybody like a father. I want to be a leader like a father to all my clients. So that's how you have it right. You got it right there. Um, you could also follow me at facebook.com slash CLG fitness. That's the business I work with with my wife, work, uh, working with my wife. So, uh, CLG clean, lean and green fit. So look up, sorry, facebook.com CLG fit, the company CLG fitness. So I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome. I will also um, like post all of those links in um, the the uh, intro and the explanation. Um, well, Joseph, thank you. thank you so very much um, for your time, for oh, thank you. your energy, thank you. for literally uh, sharing so much um, incredible, um, inspiring information, insights, knowledge and wisdom keep doing what you're doing because you truly um, are making a huge impact um, in the world in such a positive way. And um, as your friend, um, I am such a huge fan of yours and I'm cheering you on um, with 
all my heart and I cannot wait to honestly see where your journey is going. Oh man, you know what, you know, it's the honor's all mine and you know what, uh, you as well. I mean, I'm glad uh the universe has connected us uh uh, through can and you'll see you know every like i said everything happens for a reason and uh yeah no you've been a positive light for a lot of people your energy you know there's a reason why can called you spark plug uh so keep sharing your story keep sharing um your experience and your wisdom your inspiration with others who need to hear your words because it will lift you up um and if you're tuning into this show for the very first time uh, on behalf of Candace, thank you very much for tuning in and be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, you will not regret subscribing to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. You have a excellent day. Um, I will be in touch with you shortly. Of course. Have a great one. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed part two. I hope you enjoyed part one. I hope you enjoyed the entire episode because Joseph was just dropping wisdom nuggets everywhere in those episodes. And I just absolutely loved having him on. Such a good time connecting with a friend. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my podcast rate it and review it it really does help me get my guests value out there to more listeners and it makes me know if i'm on the right track of providing for you guys my amazing listeners but before i sign off i want to remind you it is a giveaway and you can get four points which means four entries listen to part one and part two dm me or joseph on the socials these two answers the first one is where did joseph and i where did joseph and i meet and the second one is what is joseph's sign off for his mindfully resilient podcast so you can get two points by answering those through dm and then tag us on the socials letting us know that you listened and you get a point and share it with a friend and you get a point a total of four points to win the get your mind right book written by Todd Durkin. I hope you guys take advantage of this giveaway. This book is phenomenal. This podcast episode was phenomenal. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you guys take advantage and win this book. Let's get going. It is now time to go out and do something positive and be positive.